Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I am your host, Kim Chi. And I'm John Kung. We're back. <laughs> we are. Again. Again. I've actually been like flipping through this article that you sent me that we're going to talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but first, uh, you want to talk about Folsom? Oh, yeah. So we're like just jumping right into it. Why don't you tell me how you are? How have you been? What's going on? I'm currently in New York City. I go to UK tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about a second from that, nothing really interesting has happened. Um, this weekend, actually, uh, that's a lie. <laughs> okay, so I came to New York City for a gig, and then um, it was supposed to be like a three-day gig, because um, I was working for Pharmacy Beauty at Sephora. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's like this really cool event where um, all the brands that are like displaying at Sephora, they all have a booth and basically like, um, they basically give free products away. So anyone that buys the tickets to this event can literally just come and get all these like free products from like different brands. So it's basically like um, trick-or-treating for makeup. Makeup people is what it felt like because all these women will come in with their bags and like hold their bags out like <laughs> for the makeup. Oh, so is it like an expo? Yeah, it's kind of like a convention expo, but like free goodies. Yeah, I was asked to speak at one in Philadelphia. Oh. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. I was at their creator summit and it was based, it was like a natural food expo. And Mm -hmm. so it was all like natural food, wellness and that kind of stuff. It was really cool. And Going to the talks for that one is interesting to see like what is going to be trending in like the wellness space next year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of it was just like people were super excited to get free stuff. <laughs> I feel you. It literally felt like um, trick or treating for adults. And then there yeah, were like, a lot of people was... who like who's gotten stuff before, and then they'll like come to the line like five times. And they're like, "Haven't oh. you been here before?" And they'll straight up lie and say, "No, it's my first time here." And I'm like. We literally just saw you. Like, we're not stupid. (laughs) See, I wanted to do that with some of the places that were handing out chocolates. (laughs) Mm. I didn't. I did. I felt bad because I was there as a speaker and I wasn't like representative of any kind of grocery because there were a lot of like grocery store representatives and stuff like that. And that's who they want to get the free sample. So I was just like, I'm just here because I have thoughts and people wanted to hear them. But I have a bag and I really want some chocolate. I saw Omsom there. Mm. Well, your thought was that you wanted some chocolate, so you should have go gotten some. Yeah, I know. I just, I just really want. See, that is like I should have brought. I should have brought Little John because he, he, he doesn't care. Like he's not a coward like I am. Like he will go up. He will go up to a booth and be like, "What is this? This looks good. I'm gonna take some because it's free and that's what it's for." And for me, I'm just like, "Are you calling? So are you calling your man shameless?" Yeah. When it comes to food, he, he is absolutely shameless. It's one of the reasons why we're still together. Mm, as he should be. Yeah. So in the pharmacy, um, so basically they launched these moisturizer that are made with real honey. Um, I'm not being paid to say this. Um, <laughs> well, technically they did pay me, but like I'm not. You've being already, paid to say you've this already been paid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's actually really the nice. The truth comes moisturizer. out. Uh, it smells like like intensely honey, but like in like mm-hmm. a good way. 
Mm-hmm. So then, along with the moisturizer, they're also giving away jars of like real high quality honey. Mm, so I, I was like, honey is a good smell. Like even in a candle, mm-hmm. if somebody is like burning like a honey scented candle, like I'm into it. I don't really like scented candles, but I like I like honey scented things because it's a mild sweetness and a mild scent, no matter like how strong it is. Honey is mm-hmm. a good smell. And also, if you don't like honey, like you're probably like. You weren't held enough as a child. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a universally cross-culturally just like enjoyed kind of sweetness. It's the not too sweet of very sweet. So I waited till like the event was over and um, I took two jars of it. Like after everyone like Mm -hmm. got all their The moisturizer or the honey? Uh, Both. Both each. Okay. Nice. So I have some honey now. I can't wait to like put it in tea. But anyways, oh. what I was trying to say was um. So anyways, the event was over the course of three days, and I DJed on Thursday night, uh-huh. like for like the opening party. So and then I was supposed to do like I was supposed to work the booth on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. But then um on Friday, there was like that flood. Oh oh my god! Um, that that's happening. right. You were there during the flood. How? How are you? Is everything? Oh my okay? god! I mean, everything is okay now. But so it was crazy that morning. I woke up to like my phone like beeping like really loud. You know, like that alarm sound. The like kind of like amber alert alarm thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like flash flood warning. Like do not go outside. And then um, I looked outside and it was like kind of like drizzling. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem that crazy. And. I was really hungry and thirsty. And for some reason, like, this hotel I'm staying at has no, like, vending machine or, like, anything like that. That's crazy. I know. And there was, like, a cafe downstairs. I went to get some, like, coffee and water and maybe some food. But the cafe was closed. Um, Obviously, like, Uber Eats and DoorDash, like, weren't, like, delivering. Were there any bodegas that were open? I feel like... No, like, all the business around were, like, within, like, the few blocks were just all closed. Oh, shit. And I was like, I have no water, no nothing. You can drink New York tap water. You're from L.A. It should taste... It it should taste like... New York tap water compared to L.A. tap water should taste like the purest, most delicious thing. At this point, like, as someone, like, who travels a lot, just drinking tap water in a foreign city, the concept of it just feels icky to me. Oh, like, I don't care if you have, like, the best tap water in the water. Like, I don't want to drink it. That's, like, I'm not that's taking that fair. chance. That's fair. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think it just depends on the city. I definitely Google, like, I Google the city's tap water thing. And you can I, also Google, but then also, like, you don't know, like, how long this hotel's, like, like water yeah. system. Like, the pipes have been around for. And there's just, like, a, a lot a of other factors. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best hotel I've stayed at. Okay, it's not like I mean the fact that drink, the fact that drink I can't even get water. water. Yeah, like, they don't have vending machine, vending you know? machines, and no service in this situation. That oof. even the front. I mean, like I'm sure, like the front desk would have given you water, or was there just no one there? Oh uh, no, front desk was here, but they just don't have water. Like I don't know, like what this is. I like not even like a little, you know like most hotels have like a little like corner that sell like convenience food that you can convenience just like buy food or even like housekeeping or even they just like leave water out for you to buy when you like yeah no. using it they don't have any of that no and then like the rooms have a refrigerator 
But the refrigerator, for some reason, does not fit anything. It can't even fit a water bottle. So I don't understand what it's supposed to be chilling. <laughs> it is only big enough to chill, like, you know, just like tiny sample bottles of alcohol. Uh-huh. Like, they probably just have that as like a state requirement because some medications need to be cold. Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly how it felt like. Damn. So, anyways, um, and then so the you're just out there surviving. Yeah, and then the event that night was also canceled because um, the venue flooded. I guess. Oh. So, oh like, literally for a second, I was like, "Does this make me a starving artist?" <laughs> Yeah, Kim. Okay. Like, You're a starving artist. <laughs> like, I was actually, like, starving and dehydrated, <laughs> but they're just like, dude. I just don't understand, like, how, like, a hotel wouldn't have, like, water. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is, that is, that is unfortunate. But everything's okay now. Everything's okay now, yeah. And then, like, everything cleared out by, like, evening time. So. So, it literally was just, like, a flash. Like, it was, I saw the TikToks. Like, it looked crazy it looked like the whole city was about to be washed away yeah i didn't really see any of that because i never like left the hotel like during like the flooding part but it seems like brooklyn like had it the worst wow which i didn't go to clear obviously you know yeah. <laughs> wow that's cr- and they say global warming isn't real isn't real it is uh hold on so right now here in in michigan we have a high of 85 today, mm-hmm. and the average high, like the average high, the historic high for, for like today in October is 60. It is up like 20, it is 20 degrees hotter than our average right now. Oh my God. And it's like, 80 degrees? It is 80 degrees. It is 85 degrees and sunny in Detroit. What? In October. In October. In October. In October, when normally it would be like 65 degrees right now. That's, that is, I mean. Does it feel like the end is near? It, it okay, let me, uh, it feels, it feels like the end is near because I travel. Um, because, you know, LA had a hard summer. New York is having a hard time of it with like their monsoon season and everything. But like, when I tell you, it has been beautiful up here in Detroit. <laughs> ironically speaking like we normally have like it normally in the summer here is uncomfortably hot and muggy we hit 100 degrees like a couple of times maybe 110 we've we've got we've had four days this summer where we went past 90 degrees and otherwise it has been between high 70s low 80s and sunny and beautiful like michigan is sitting pretty right now except for the smoke except we can't breathe but that's like canada's fault John supports global warming <laughs> very selfishly. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm very well aware. I'm very well aware that like the rest of the country is burning, but like we did okay. And that kind of like that tracks because Michigan, specifically Southeast Michigan, is a climate haven. Mm. Or I should just say climate disaster haven. <laughs> Um, yeah, my heart goes out to anyone um, that's had their property damage during this very tough time, but also... That is rough. Yeah. I mean, but also, you live in New York. No one said it was going to be easy. <laughs> oh my god, it's just ruthless. Uh, 
anyway, um, speaking of, I don't know, disasters, I guess. I was on mm -hmm. Twitter and TikTok, and there has been like, there's been a lot of discourse because people are are sharing um, opinions about Folsom Street Fair. Oh my god! I like looked through some of the threads, and it is kind of like maddening how entitled some people are about their opinions. Oh, on, regarding Folsom. Oh, I know, and like how just the severe lack of chill. Some of the and they're they're all younger. Mm. They're all younger mm. people. Yes, yes. Okay, so first of all, for anyone that doesn't know what a Folsom is, it's a street festival in San Francisco that's been going on for years, even probably before you even had pubic hair or even before you were even born. I'm going to look up the exact date. Um, and it's basically like a festival. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically like a festival that celebrates like all kings and like sexual freedom right yes so it is a pretty much a it's very queer and gay focused um but it's been around since the 60s and it is private it mm -hmm. is like not children aren't allowed yeah it's not open to the public it is not open to the public at all you actually have to go into it might be outdoors but you have to go into a walled area that is sealed and it's not just like open and exposed for public viewing. Um, but it is like a kink fair and it celebrates like all different aspects of sex and sexuality. Um, and some of it gets pretty extreme because kink gets pretty extreme. Um, but some photos and videos got out and were being shared. And now like a lot of Gen Z kids or at least like the most vocal ones I have noticed um, have been from younger generation, like queer people as well. Like Gen Z queer people are saying mm -hmm. how like this is, I was saying like this is wrong, really like just injecting their own personal sense of morality on, on a type of thing. They're probably the same type of people that think like kink has no place in pride mm -hmm. or sex has no place in pride. Uh, and it's just, it's really disheartening to see. But at the same time, like in your, I, I understand it because if I think back to the way that I viewed the world in my late teens and early 20s, like I was pretty much an absolutist as well. Whereas like I thought I had, I had a very close-minded view compared to what I had now in just regards to when it comes to minding my own business, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and yeah, it's just, the discourse is so strong and so sure of itself. Like some of those just things makes it seem like, like naive. Like, I don't care if it was like, well, um, like you're still outside, which means it's public. And like, you know, how dare you like walk around like naked in public, like the indecency, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's still not public just because. It's still not public. And also it, I think it's nudity is not, is not criminalized in San Francisco. And also, I'm pretty sure I actually don't know that for sure. Mm -hmm. But and then also, of course, like some of the conservatives got a hold of like a tweet because it's going viral, you know. Yeah, and they're using this to like you know. Also, first of all, like when you're in like a space like that, 
do not take photos and like share it online for your clout. Right, right. I mean, like that is that is like that should be. I mean, I'm sure after this one, that will be like a rule. But like mm-hmm. you know, things. This has been going on for so long, and people have been sharing photos and stuff. But mostly, it would stay within its own community. But we are of a culture now. At least the the younger internet culture really helps itself to other people's has a tendency to help itself to other people's spaces and they kind of like share it and they inject their opinions very very like brazenly very confidently Mm -hmm. um it's the same with like i mean like we can bring it back to food it's the same with food where it's like people will try the food of all their cultures film it and then like film their reactions on it whatever it might be some people like it some people do not like it and but then they feel like their just their very own being grants them authority in that opinion so if they think it's disgusting and they make like a gross face and then they share it they think they are in the right to do that it's the Mm -hmm. same with sex and um it's not I'm, I've never been to a Folsom. I don't see myself ever going, but I that does not mean it shouldn't exist. I mean, we've said see, this. I've, ne- I've never gone, but I would love to go just to experience it. I want to experience everything once. Like, I don't have to, like, be a part of it or, you know, like, live in it, but I do want to experience it. Yeah. I don't think it's the fact that it's the sex part that is keeping me away from Folsom. It's the crowds part. Mm. It's the same reason why I don't really go to prides anymore. It's just a lot of people. I just Well, pride is also different because pride is literally like everyone. Yeah. So it's way more crowded. I, I, At least the videos and the photos I've seen of Folsom, it never looks super crowded unless you go to like these parties where they're like gathered. Okay. Okay. That's but, like, the street part like never looks. Maybe I street go. photos look like there's like plenty of room. I mean, like I go and like walk around the streets and then maybe like go get lunch afterwards, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think just throughout, it doesn't really matter what your what your alignment is. Um, there is a general desire to just feel better, I guess, morally or ethically than other people that are, mm-hmm. especially if they're different than you. I think that come. I think it comes from it comes from like a, a slight titillation. You are a little bit curious about what is going on, and you are either too afraid to put yourself into it, or like open yourself up to that experience, or B, you have been told that you're not allowed to do it, and therefore mm-hmm. are disgusted not by the fact that somebody else is doing it, but by the fact that like somebody is doing something that you're not allowed to do, and so you have no choice. But to f- make yourself feel better, by, and also like yeah, sorry, to make, yourself, to, to make yourself feel better by telling yourself that what that person is doing is wrong, more in the sense that you're not allowed to do it than that person mm-hmm. than what that person is doing it. Uh, yeah, and also like a lot of like these people like or like the, these kids, at least the ones I've like personally witnessed. A lot of their, like, argument points are, like, oh, as someone who's personally been, like, essayed, uh, like, in my life, like, this is very, like, triggering to me and blah, blah, blah. But also, like, these people that are gathered in a specific place for, like, one thing they look forward to every year. 
Yeah. It's not responsible for your trauma. Uh, exactly. And also, like, what is it about people doing stuff that is completely consensual triggering about somebody who was essayed? You know, like, if that was the case, like, you wouldn't be watching, like, any popular media movies in case there's any, you know? Right. Like, you need to be living in a bubble at that point. Normalize. Everyone accountable for your trauma. Normalize not centering yourself in things that don't involve you. Exactly. Basically, like, and then I saw. What? There was another thing I saw that was like very controversial on Twitter. Oh, what? Um, so I guess one of the porn star, um, at Folsom, uh, he smeared um his feces all over his body. Oh yeah. When he was like walking around the festival. Mm, yeah. And I guess this, and he like made it like, a statement on, like, consent, because, like, a lot of people were, like, hugging him, touching him without, like, asking him. Mm -hmm. So he smeared his feces all over his body. Yeah. So then people were in for surprise if they touched him without consent. Yeah. And I think that, like, people were having a field date with this one. I want to know what your take on that was. Um, I think because... I don't really like anything that deals with poop, but I understand this message, and I understand... It's... Performance art is what it is. There is a definite message behind it that I can get with. And I also know for a fact that poop and excrement has been used in fine art throughout time. Andy Warhol would have his friends piss on his work. And there, I know there was, and then I remember that there was an artist that like filled cans of poop with his own shit and I know one of those cans sold for like $150,000 at Christie's. Like poop and pee have been used in art to perpetuate art as a medium as long as art has existed. And the fact that all of those, like his thing had a message to it. His thing had a message attached to it. It was a message that I actually agree with. So even though I think it's, <laughs> it is actually gross because it is supposed to be gross and memorable i think it was an effective use of it i wouldn't have touched him and how would you not have smelled that um i don't know i guess when you're like outside of the festival some no no I don't no, 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 no. <laughs> i don't care if you're outside mm -hmm. i can smell people at pride like That's true. It, it's like how like you know i i you should be able to smell that mm. coming like that's like yeah so i think personally for me the way he should have gone about this was, um, I think if he like made sure to stay in like an area where it wasn't crowded at all times, but sometimes like at festivals, like when it gets like crowded, you ended up like touching people, like if you're like trying to like walk by because it's yeah. crowded. Um, and obviously, like I wasn't there, so I don't know like what his situation was. But if he was going to like parties or like you know like going to busy places where people had like an accident like mm -hmm. accidental chance to like rub up on him then i think that's fucked up yeah i agree with that that's definitely true like it would have to be a, a situation where like he was not putting himself in a position to be inadvertently touched mm -hmm. it had to be a statement about active people actively helping themselves to his body in his space and like yeah. it had to in a non-consensual way but like, 
if he was going into a crowd, like if he was going into like a mosh, well, I'm not saying there are mosh pits at Folsom. I don't know anything about Frozen. Maybe there is a mosh. mosh I, think there's a, I think there's like warehouse parties and things. Yeah. If, if he, he was, was going, like to that, going into those. If he was going yeah. to something like that, then like, you know, that is, that is very, very inconsiderate. Probably the only thing that's, wor- uh, only thing I can think of is worse than somebody showing up to uh, a warehouse party and like glitter. Hoop is the one worst thing. Mm. Yes. Oh, man. When people hug me with glitter, oh, oh that's my, my least favorite thing. Uh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I love giving people, like, hugs at meet and greets, but if you have, like, body glitter all over, like, please do not touch no. my costume with your glitter body. body. Glitter. Or, or, like, trying to make your body shiny by putting Vaseline on it. Don't don't give a hugs. Mm. Don't give hugs. If you're greasy or sparkly, just don't. Yeah. Don't. Swipe or no swiping. <laughs> Um, yeah, so on that, at the end of the day, I think don't yuck other people's yum. You don't have to eat it. Poop. Poop. And also, you know, like, again, with Folsom, this is like a safe space for these people that they look forward to like once a year. Just let let them have their weekend. Yeah, it's a weekend. No one is forcing you to go. No one is forcing anyone to go. These people all chose to be there consensually. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like, let, let people live, yeah. you know? They're not harming anyone. Ass is like food. If it's not for you, don't eat it. Exactly. Yeah. But if you like it, then by all means. <laughs> uh, on that, let's take a little break. Na, 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 na. And we're back. So, what I want to talk about with you, um, to keep things new and fresh, <laughs> there was this article in CVS News, um, it came out a while ago, about the um, last meals of death row inmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually like a pretty like well researched and well like put together article. It's been it's really well shot. Like, the photos are yeah. really powerful and just pretty. By Christina Capatides. Capatides? That's the writer of the article. Yeah. Yeah. And the photographer is Henry Hargreaves? Yes. So basically, um, they took the request from, like, famous um, death row inmates and then they just photographed them. So the first one is um, John Wayne Gacy. And... He had, he did it right. Oh my God. He was sentenced to a death and, um, R and 33 counts of murder. And he requested 12 fried shrimp, bucket of original recipe KFC, French fries, and pound of strawberries. And prior to being convicted, he managed three KFC restaurants. Huh. Oh, okay, so this is really interesting, but what I want to know is, um, why no coleslaw? <laughs> I don't think coleslaw, I personally, this might be a hot take, but I don't think coleslaw is necessary when it comes to eating fried chicken. No, I feel like when you're eating fried chicken, you need some sort of like refreshing veggie like element. I I think that's just like, that's that's very you though, because anytime you eat anything that is like rich, 
um, rich or or heavy. Like you always want like a pickle element, a sour or a fresh counterfoil to it, which is fair, which is fine and stuff. But like, I personally, I I don't mind it, and I think it's great. But when it's there, but I don't necessarily think that's necessary. And how do you know like the strawberries aren't that for him? Maybe the strawberries were his coleslaw. Maybe, and also the fact that he picked fries over. The mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes in KFC. It's like better than the fries. Superior, definitely superior to their fries. Maybe he was just doing that to help out the restaurant to get rid of their fries. I don't think he's that considerate of a person if he's killing thirty-three people, (laughs) possibly more. Okay, so the next one comes from is for Timothy McVeigh, also known as the Oklahoma City Bomber. And he was put to death at age 33 and for the count for, for like 168 counts of murder. So he, he was a terrorist. And uh, his last meal was two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. That's very simple. Like mint chocolate chip. I don't know. If you're getting like two pints, I don't know. Wouldn't you try to just get like one pint of like different flavors you can enjoy the different (laughs) sensation i think it's just like if it is his favorite one maybe he's got nostalgia attached to it and stuff like that and maybe it's just something that he like if he's going to go he's going to go absolutely stuffed by although two pints is not that much I don't think I would be stuffed off a of two pints. Like at least like maybe like a little potato chip on the side, to, you know, balance the sweet and salty. Maybe he's a, maybe yeah. he's a sweets guy. Maybe he was a sweets guy. Maybe he's not a salty guy. I just feel like two pints is just like too much of like a toothpaste flavored ice cream with chocolate. You well, know? he also bombed a stadium, so that's true. You know, at that point, like if you're like if you manage to murder 168 people. That sentence almost feel like too easy. That sentence. I mean, what are you gonna do though? I mean, <laughs> we don't need to get into like what is like a right way to like punish a terrorist, but right. <laughs> but it's like boop boop. All right, he's gone. Moving, you know. Yeah. Maybe he should have like suffered a little more. I. I'm not the person to give out that kind of judgment. No, it's just like. Countless families and <laughs> yeah, um, traumatized people. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, we're, this, this idea, like for for the for trying not to spiral into like the dark place that we generally go to. Sometimes mm-hmm. you chose a very morbid, <laughs> <laughs> like topic. Our podcast. This is the turning point where you get a little darker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next one is Ricky Ray Rector. He was put to death in Arkansas by lethal injection at the age of 42. And he was sentenced to death for two counts of murder. For his last meal, he requested steak, fried chicken, cherry Kool-Aid, pecan pie. But then he didn't eat the pecan pie because he was saving it for later. He told the guard that he was going to save it for later. Like, was he hoping, like, some sort of, like, a miracle? Maybe he was just full and decided to be a smartass. Which, you know Mm. what, Slay? (laughs) Also, like, cherry Kool-Aid, like, that is so specific. That is very specific. 
I would do steak and fried chicken as my last meal. I think I could do like that. If it was a well done steak and some really good fried chicken, I'd be happy off of that. I don't know. Maybe get some like broccoli. (laughs) No, no. See, I don't need. You know what? If I this is a thing like if thinking about it, if it was going to be my last meal and I was literally about to die, I don't need to be brought back to a happy middle for anything like Maybe I do want to just eat an entire eight corner pizza, Detroit style pizza from Jets or like a bucket of fried cheese. Maybe I just want to feel like eat like, you know, the thing that I love so much. That's so bad for me that I just feel sick. And I, that's how I want to go. Cause it's, I don't want, I'm, if you're not going but the to, thing is like, I personally enjoy eating like veggie and like like i love the combination of like what the flavors like and textures do to me like veggies and heavy meat veggies and heavy meat yeah i I like that too but that is on the assumption that i'm going to have a moment after my meal if i don't if i'm going to die if i know i'm going to die maybe i don't want to be brought back into that maybe i just want to be in the place of richness and fat what do you think your last meal would be if you were to be sentenced to death um, well, I'm going to live forever, so I don't really, I haven't given it any um, thought. No, no, you're dying tomorrow. <laughs> you will be killed tomorrow. What are you requesting? Oh, oh, it's so difficult. I don't. Oh, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Like pan, fr- hmm. Shenzhen bao, which is the pan fried soup dumpling in the yeasty dough because it's crunchy. Mm. So imagine if like, you know, our black pepper buns were a soup dumpling. It's kind of like, but they were steamed on the top and like baked on the bottom or fried on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that. Super juicy, super. So I would do that. I would do fried chicken. I would do a corner slice, a corner slice of Detroit style pizza with my general topping things, which is pineapple, jalapeno, pickled banana peppers and bacon. Um, and onions. Um, and for dessert, I would still go the not too sweet route. I would probably do something like, um, no, I would need one rich dessert and one not rich dessert. I'd need like a really damn good chocolate cake. And, Mm. or maybe like, no, a chocolate pie because then I can get that butteriness in there. And then some, oh, and then a Filipino mango. All right. Well, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good way to go. Yeah. Wait, I mean, like, do you think they have a budget when they're choosing their meals? Well, I think you're going to see down the list later. Like, they used to, like, get whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Until... There was that one prisoner who requested all this shit and mm-hmm. then didn't need any of it. Oh. So then they like limited it to like one thing. Oh. Like the ulti- let me like the ultimate case of like ruining for everyone. Uh-huh. Um let's see. Let me figure out who it was. Well, while you're looking for that, I'm gonna go into the next one. Steven Anderson was put to death in California, age forty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, death by uh, because burglary, assault, and murder, and also escaping from prison once. And he ordered, oh, two grilled cheese sandwiches, a pint of cottage cheese, corn mixed with hominy, peach p- 
pie, radishes, and chocolate chip ice cream. This is like... It's like school lunch. School lunch slash like American diner. And it yeah. looks like, it looks very American diner. And actually now that it's fall, I, ha- I have like real strong hankering for some grilled cheese. Mm. Like my tomato sandwich, my tomato sandwich um, uh, kick has like definitely, is definitely like, I think it's being replaced by grilled cheese. I'm not going to get a grilled cheese sandwich every day though. I can't do that. I, I would die, but still like, I think that might be my, my next oh. year is. The only you're not eating a grilled cheese sandwich every day. I know. <laughs> but um, my favorite diner order used to be like a grilled cheese, which is like just tomato in it. So mm. I'm oh, yeah, with the combination yeah. of like white bread, American cheese, grilled cheese with tomato. It's so good. See, I like a fancy grilled cheese. I like the sourdough, the grilled sourdoughs. I like like the rich, like cheeses the different kinds of cheeses and like the like a strong cheese like a gruyere inside or something like that like i like a fancy fried fancy fried restaurant grilled cheese for me it like really depends on the cheese Mm -hmm. um it's like if the cheese is like too greasy after it's melted then i'm like i'm like put off by it Mm -hmm. or if the cheese after it's melted that it doesn't have enough substance to like hold the bread together, but where it just turns into like oil. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I'm not interested. One thing that I used to eat a lot as a kid was cheese whiz sandwiches. Cheese whiz? Oh, yeah. very you... um, Philadelphia of you. <laughs> is it? Is that what it is? Because, like, they use I... cheese whiz on their um, cheese steaks. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So I learned about cheese whiz through. Filipino food because Filipinos use cheese whiz a lot too, and that's what I would have in like on toast as a kid a lot. Mm. I remember cheese whiz like when we first came um, back to America when I was like I think five or no 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 when I was like twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and um, one of my American friends' house they had cheese whiz and Ritz crackers. And I was like blown away that America had like cheese in a jar or like a tube, because mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like it before. And it was like my favorite thing because um, growing up in Korea, like I didn't get to at that time, cheese was like not big in Korea. Like yeah. no one ate cheese. You know, like it was like hard to get cheese. Cheese was expensive. That is wild to think. At one point of time, like there was a Korean food that doesn't feature Korean cuisine didn't feature cheese. That is a very recent thing. Yeah, that's 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 really cool to think about how because like that's as far as like my, with my limited and short experience in my mind, Koreans always had cheese, and that's always what has been really distinctive in Korean food, mm-hmm. as opposed to like other Asian cuisines. But even that is just super recent. But even then, you know, like a lot of Japanese food now too also has like cheese all over. Um, but like the way that they pre- like they do have cheese, they do I, that is totally right. They do have cheese, but a lot of the their use of cheese and stuff is in a lot of like non Asian type food, right? Or or non Japanese type food. So I see like cheese on curry or cheese in French style bread. It's still Japanese, but it's still like imported Japanese. Like I'm never, I'm not seeing like cheese like on mackerel or on their rice mm-hmm. dishes or anything. 
I have seen cheese in, in, in Japanese ice cream. Yeah, but like um, same with Korean like, food. Like you don't we don't put cheese on everything. Yeah, it only goes on like very like specific things too. I think because like the trend of like eating really spicy food just became like popular recently thanks to like YouTube and social media. All these really? people just so eat, it hasn't like, always really been spicy. spicy? Food. Um, not as spicy as they make it now. Oh, interesting. Like now because they have like, all these like crazy spicy like bulldog and like spicy like naengmyeon and short ribs. It's all for social media, basically. Oh, that's huh. I always thought Korean food was was uh in general just more. Oh, well, maybe they've just never been as afraid of spicy food. I guess. Yeah. No, I mean like. Uh, Korean food has definitely been spicy, but like, like yup, the extreme all of now. spicy. It's, it's, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah, recent. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, as I was saying before, like I think Koreans did a really good job of incorporating cheese into like their food, like putting it on the tteokbokki and mixing it well with like gochujang and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it, as opposed to like just having cheese exist in your cuisine. Like, they did a really mm-hmm. good job of incorporating it into Korean food and not just making, like, a, you know... They definitely made it their own, which is why I really enjoy their use of it. See, I, that's, I feel the exact opposite way. I just feel like they just melt cheese on top of everything and call it a day. Yeah, and, but but it's still on, like, Korean food. And it's still... It, it, to me, it still tastes like... It still tastes Asian, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Like, yeah. um, as opposed to like tasting fusion. Mm. I guess because they um, it's always like mozzarella, which is yeah, like, the, the is least offensive cheese, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it doesn't really take away from like the original flavor of like the dishes. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's the one thing. I think the reason why I like it is because it's it differentiates the cuisine quite a bit from other Asian cuisines that have like incorporated cheese into their, into their cuisine. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so then the um, next prisoner meal, um, Ronnie Lee Gardner, um, he was sentenced to death in Utah by firing squad. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that seems like a painful way to go. I think you have to request that. Really? Yeah. Oh. At 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 the time that he did it, he must have asked for it, um, because I think you get to choose how you go. I really? think that's why a lot of people do lethal injection because it sounds like the most painless. Mm-hmm. Um, but just by very fact, but matter of the fact that like he, along with his dinner, asked to eat it while we're watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like he had to have asked to be. You want to like death by fire. He wants to fight. Yeah, he wanted to fight, but he also wanted to stretch it out for as long as he possibly can because he watched the damn trilogy. Yeah, especially like okay, so his last meal he requested steak, lobster tail, apple pie, vanilla ice cream. Very like um classic American like surf and turf like steakhouse dinner. Into it, but also Lord of the Rings trilogy. I wonder if it's also the extended edition. Oh my god. <laughs> I tried watching the extended edition and it is so long and there's so much dialogue to the point where like I was like, this is unbearable. I watched it while I was sick. 
And maybe that's why it seemed like it was a fever dream to me, but I don't remember a single thing that differentiated it itself from the actual Lord of the Rings movie. Oh no, the dialogues are just so long. Really? I yeah. just don't remember. Again, I was sick, so I was I just don't remember it, but yeah. I was like, they just don't they like they won't stop talking. Like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like get to the good scenes already. I wanna see like trees throw rocks at the soldiers and you know. Like gargoyles flying over the sky. Yeah. But anyways, well good for him for watching the Lord during his trilogy. Wait, okay, so I don't know this for sure, and I'm just basing it off of like the names, but mm -hmm. are most of these people like white? You know, based on the names, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Because I'm basing it on their names and also their last meal choice. <laughs> yeah, these are all very like... Um, I'm seeing a lot of like steak, surf and turf steak dinners, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, grilled cheese. Like a lot of like nobody is asked for anything. Well, except for the one person, um, Angel Diaz. Um, mm -hmm. And he just decided not to eat anything. So something makes me think like he maybe... Because like he he died by lethal injection, age fifty five, death for murder, kidnapping, kidnapping, and armed robbery. He refused to eat his last meal, and he refused to get a regular prison meal. He just like died without food. Do you think it's because they didn't have any food that he actually wanted? Maybe, yeah. It's like I don't know where he like died in, but I don't know. Like if I was in Australia, I would not be asking for like Mexican food. You know? No, I would not either. <laughs> right. Well, did I talk about my Mexican food experience in Australia last podcast or no? No, but I really want to hear it. What happened? <laughs> okay, so um, Naomi was like, oh, there's this really cute cafe by the hotel. I went there yesterday. The food was really good. Let's go. I'm like, I'm down. Like, let's go check it out. And we went. Um, and I was like, ooh, chilaquiles. I love chilaquiles. I haven't had it in so long being on tour. Um, and the server was like, oh yeah, this is our most popular dish. Um, like everybody loves our chilaquiles. How did she say chilaquiles? How does an Australian say chilaquiles? Uh, I'm not going to imitate like an Australian trying to do a Mexican word because um, okay. I just don't have that kind of talent. <laughs> but okay. So if you've never had chilaquiles before, it's basically, um, tortilla chips fried in salsa and then and sometimes it's tough with beans or cheese and like eggs, um, basically. And then like sometimes like meat if you like choose to get it with meat. Like it's a very delicious, hearty, like Mexican breakfast. Okay, so I ordered the chilaquiles with chorizo. And this is what came to the table. A white flour tortilla. Raw, like just like raw white flour tortilla. Oh my god. With two chunks of Spanish chorizo. Like the sausage? Um, like the sausage. Like the actual, just like the Spanish sausage. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep going. And fried egg. And then guacamole and sour cream on the side. And the raw tortilla folded over as if it was like a quesadilla. 
But then all the ingredients are separate in there. <laughs> and I was like, had this chef never had chilaquiles before? Like, who is that? Who could that possibly be for? Like, how? So basically, it was a flour tortilla and then kind of like a sample platter. So, and if you. And then a flour you, tortilla on top of it, but like it's all separated. If you want to see the chilaquiles in question, I'll post it on one for the table oh Instagram God, account. I need to see it. I need to see this. So make sure you go check it out at one. That's number one for the table on Instagram. <sighs> oh, that's amazing! The fact that you still have that photo. Do I mean, have... I take I take photos of everything I eat out. Yeah, but do you have a folder for like the bad food? Um, no, because I don't come across that much bad food. Hmm. You do do a lot of like in-depth research before I go. Yeah, before you go, it's true. But that's so funny. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But yeah, um, Mex Mexican food in Australia, like can't say that I've had a good experience. Good Thai food though. Yet. Oh, good. Good type. Good Asian food in general. Yeah. Because like even even like everybody there has had experience obviously with proximity, but they have good experience with what good Thai food is or like Southeast Asian food in general. But I think we're actually wait 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 before we go. Yeah yeah. We 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 listed one last one. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is the guy that ruined it for everyone. Okay. Ronnie Threadgill. Um, was put to death in Texas by lethal injection. And for his last meal, he requested baked chicken, mashed potatoes with gravy, vegetables, sweet pea, bread, tea, water, and fruit punch. But, oh, wait, this is not the guy that ruined everyone. Oh. Oh, however, Texas abolished last meal choice in 2011. So he was just given the same meal as everyone else in his unit. So he didn't even get what he requested. <laughs> so who is the one that ruined it for everybody? Um, this article actually doesn't list it. Oh, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to like talk about that on the next podcast. Yeah. There, but there's one... There was one inmate that requested like so much food and like didn't touch any of it, which is why like the last meal got abolished. Huh. Well, we can talk about well, anyways, that on the next podcast, yeah. along with what your last meal would be. My last meal, I think, would save be... it for the next. <laughs> We're saving it for the next one. Why can't I talk about this podcast? Why are you like so? Because I'm trying to leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> No, because you know what's going to happen by next podcast, we're going to forget that we even talked about this. Aren't we meeting up tomorrow it. to talk to do another podcast? No, I'm flying to UK tomorrow. We never agreed on. Oh, I, I never agreed on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, fine. What's your last meal? Okay, so my last meal is going to be. Oh shit! We actually don't have time because I have an I have an eleven thirty. That I need well, to actually get to. That is six minutes from now on. That is enough time for me to get my last meal out. Okay, okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry no, up. No, 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 you, you can go, I guess. 
I guess the viewers will never know what my last meal's gonna be. And I had it all ready to go. Anyways, have a good night, everyone. Bye. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on our social media accounts. Don't be a hater like John, because we don't like haters. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye.